0: So one of our news article was seen by a bank manager from Amritsar and he immediately said I never knew that pothole fixing is such an easy task. Can you please arrange the cold asphalt bags that you have for me and I'll ensure that we fix it in our vicinity. We have a lot of potholes."
1: Hello everyone. My name is Srikanth, I am the host of this show Inspire Someone Today. This podcast brings in personalities from a cross-section of our society who will share their perspectives, learnings, hacks, and experiences that can inspire all of us in our journeys. Come, join me on this slide. Today's guest on the show is a young changemaker in the social impact sector. He is associated with a cause that many of us can relate to. Potholes, gave up his corporate stint to answer his calling that is to save lives. My guest today is a co-founder and COO of a social enterprise called Pothole Raja, voted as the 100 most influential global youth marketing professional and on a mission to make India Pothole free. Please welcome Saurabh Kumar. Lot of us look at a situation and ask why, and changemakers look at it and say, what can I do to fix it? We have once a changemaker in our midst to walk through his journey of breaking the status quo. Saurabh, welcome to Inspire Someone Today
0: podcast. Thank you so much, Srikant. Pleasure for me to actually be on your show. Thank you. Saurabh,
1: myself and my listeners are each to our seats to listen to your story. Let's jump right in.
0: So quite, quite interesting, I would say. I actually see my uh, journey to be quite uh, thrilling and interesting. So just to give you a brief background, how I started, I graduated in 2014 as a software developer uh, from Chitikanga Institute of Technology, Tumkur. And uh, I started working for HP as a software developer. Now, I, I, you know, life was moving on quite uh, amazing, I would say. You know, IT world and lot of opportunities but somewhere i think there was a call that i uh, that kept coming from inside that this this industry is probably not the right industry for me that's where i started looking into if i wanted to go for an mba but again i had this question on my mind that why exactly do i want to you know go for an mba why is that needed that why kept hitting because i think entire life I have studied. I will, you know, only take my reference. I know it's it's a very generalized statement for all of us across uh, our country as well. But I would say I have studied my entire life wherein I had no idea whether I really wanted to go for an engineering. I don't know, but I eventually did because everybody was doing it. So why should I, shouldn't I do that? But this is where I thought that you know I actually need an answer to the why. Why do I want to go for an MBA? So. That, that was happening, but you know, in the parallel universe, I think uh, the universe had a different story for me. And that is where I remember one news article that shook uh, me apart. And that said, uh, so there was an incident that got covered and I read that a couple was returning back from, you know, after having a dinner at their friend's place. And the husband tried to avoid a pothole. And that's where he skidded off. The wife head got hit on the barricade one of the you nook know, pillars that is there at the side of the road and she died on spot. But interestingly, the news article said the husband was booked for rash driving. And I was like, okay, somebody has lost his family member, newly married couple and an FIR is being lost against the husband. So that really hit me hard and I was like, is this, is this the real world that I'm living in? Was, what was the fault of that guy? He, and you're mentioning that it, it happened because he was trying to avoid a pothole. So you have all these things. So then I started, you know, looking into only those stuff which were related to pothole. I mean, I would say I did not start looking for them. But from every direction in my life, I was reading, hearing, seeing only about pothole accidents and deaths. That really shook me apart. I was like, I don't want to be in this state. I actually don't want to be in a state wherein I can't do anything or I can't help somebody. That's where I started my journey with Reporting potholes. I was like, okay, let me just inform the authorities that, you no, know, there are potholes in this, this area. Even if, you know, out of 100 that I report, even if one gets fixed, I think I, I probably would save a lot of life. Unfortunately, that did not go very well. It, it takes a lot of time. Then I started doing my research that as an individual, can I do something? I, of course, one thing was very clear in my mind that I did not want to be uh, that person who just puts, you know, some debris or sand and fix a pothole temporarily. I was actually looking for something revolutionary. So you know what I started doing was I started bugging all my friends uh, from from engineering. Of course, I had no background to civil engineering. I had no background to chemical components. But I was looking for a magical product. I was looking for a product which will be in liquid state, which you pour it and within no time it gets hard. So I was like, okay, if I just go ahead and do that, nobody will even come to know who fixed that pothole. Is fixed. Let somebody take a credit. I don't you know care about that I unfortunately I couldn't find that but uh, what interestingly happened was I figured out something else which is called cold asphalt now cold asphalt is a very interesting thing now if I you know ask you do you really need a cooking expertise to cook a Maggie noodles of course I think your answer would be no right it just cut open the bag packet boil the water, keep it. Of course, it doesn't get uh, ready in 2 minutes. It takes more than 2 minutes. But yes, the more maggie is done. and You know, you make a wonderful maggie which can take care of your hunger. This was similarly the same thing. Exactly same. It comes in a ready mix. You know, a, a ready bag. You just have to cut open the bag, pour in the ash, the pothole that you have. Level it and allow the traffic to pass. In just 10 minutes, you can fix the pothole. And I was like, wow, this is what I actually was looking for. I don't need an expertise, but I know that I can fix a pothole and that will be a permanent solution. As I said, you know, when I think I, I love this quote that when you are working towards one particular thing, the universe guides you towards that particular thing, right? So I read an interesting article in the Hindu newspaper, which covered saying that Pothole Raja is fixing potholes on the road. I was like, wow, I actually have been researching about this the last 7 8 months and there is a guy who's actually doing that let me just go and reach out to him and start volunteering and getting get you know started with fixing potholes now look at luck i call this person so i say i mean i actually read about you in the newspaper and i wanted to know about it and if i can help you fix potholes he said tomorrow morning we're doing some bottle fixing in st johns can you join 5 o'clock in the morning i was like i was happy I was like i wanted to do this and so I joined him I went and uh, you know joined him I actually started liking because the entire thing what I researched it was exactly the same thing that's where my journey with Portfol Raja started as a volunteer seven eight months down the line I figured out that this is what I want to do in my life without telling my mom and dad I decided to quit my job because that, that was going to be a very tough call. I mean, that's another, you know, story that I would uh, tell sometime later. But yeah, it was a tough call. I joined Pratap full time. You know, Pothal Raja became two-man army and 2017, November it was when, you know, I started and from then it's been a journey which is full of lot of proud moments. and lot of, I would say, you know, a relief that I, I have every time that I hit the bed that, you know, because of the 7,000 plus potholes that we have fixed, approximately more than 10 lakh people on an every, you know, average day are safe out there on Indian roads because of the efforts that we have put. So that has been really amazing. And that's a small little journey that, you know, I've had so far.
1: Wow. That's a story of inspiration. I'm literally getting goosebumps here as a kind of uh, here yard. And That's the genesis of uh, Porthole Raja. So a 40 40 odd month of corporate journey, you find your mojo. Then the world conspires and kind of takes you to this particular uh, life dream of yours to help save lives. And I'm sure the whole journey wouldn't have its own uh, share of hurdles. What are the challenges in setting up of uh, this enterprise? As uh, you did mention that you have resulted in saving close to about 7,000 plus uh, potholes uh, till date. So,
0: what are some of those hurdles as you live through it? See, one, uh, you know, that's very interesting is your family is far from the support side when you start thinking about something which is not a conventional thing. So, even until now, I'm, I'm you know, it's a journey wherein my parents are still not comfortable with the work that I do. And of course, I mean, uh, I don't blame them for that as well. But living apart, you know, the family side and coming to, in the execution side, people have always connected and they said that, you know, wow, this is such a wonderful thing. I would love to be a part of this. So we actually work with corporates. We work with corporates through the CSR initiatives. We engage the employees. We employ a lot of uh, transgenders, underprivileged community, blue-collar people to actually take up this and we fix potholes the one you know very important reason why we want the citizen in involvement and uh, engagement is because we want them to be a part of the change until and unless we you know put our hands into something we don't feel that that belongs to us i think more than 2000 plus volunteers that have volunteered with us it's because of them that you know this has become such a big thing because they feel the pride they feel that you know i have contributed something for the uh, society that we live in but at the same time, it's definitely a, a very strong challenge to the system as people, you know, keep reaching out to us. Because once we save roads, what's the first thing that comes to our mind? Isn't it the government's responsibility? Aren't we paying road taxes? And in Bangalore, it is the maximum road tax in the entire country. Then why should we even, you know, contribute, donate, or why should we do that? Aren't we breaking any law? What if somebody comes and stops us? What if somebody starts harassing us for doing a good job? There are a lot of questions which needs to be answered. So that's where, you know, the challenge and the thrill is to break this myth that we can actually go out and fix a portal on our own because we are not breaking any law. There are certain law that is being been written and that according to which we are not supposed, nobody is in fact Suppose to cut a road without somebody's permission. We don't do that. We don't do the road cutting. You cannot stop the traffic for any of your private purposes. What what does does that mean? Like let's suppose that you want to have a political rally. Let's suppose you want to you know organize an event on the middle of the road because you will be obstructing the traffic. You need the permission. You would see a lot of you know the marketing holdings near the side of the road or in the median because that's a public property. Somebody has to pay a rent to the authorities as well which calls for permission. Now, we are doing none of these things. We don't off-cut the tra- traffic. How? We, our work starts early morning, 5.30 in the morning. Just one hour, our work is done. Before even the traffic starts, the portals are done. We don't do any branding on the road. We don't believe in that at all. Plus, we don't cut the road to fix portals. We fix it as it is because this product that we have is such an amazing thing that, you know, it transforms into whatever shape and size it is. So, that has always been a challenge and an exciting part as well, wherein people think that can we do it, can we or can we not. Once they come and participate, you know what they say, can I take two bags and keep it in my car, you, wherever I see a portal, I'll fix it on my own. And that's exactly what I what we are intending to do. That You know, this, this can be one small little uh, tool that you keep it, see a portal, fix it, don't Tell anybody, or you, you know, if you feel like you tell somebody that you know what this is, what I did, and you are you have saved so many lives, you can't even count.
1: No, well, this like uh, looks like a magic wand for everybody in Bangalore, at least that everybody keeps the bags of uh, the magic solution that you have and take care of the potholes in our own vicinity, okay. right? And, and something like that, I think you hit home a point where you basically said that you don't necessarily need to have permission to kind of take care of something like this and i did read upon how bbmp has kind of applauded the efforts that you guys have been doing and again the whole journey hasn't been uh, one of a smooth uh, road for you folks so what are some of the hurdles that you're dealing with and uh, how are you planning to overcome that the few of
0: the hurdles that i, uh, I said that uh, again it's a it's a mindset that people need to understand that, you know, contribution to the better society and better places is up to us as citizens as well. Uh, Another uh, hurdle, if I would say, is, of course, you know, people, the companies that, you know, we speak to, a lot of CSR uh, reach outs that we do. uh, There are themes, you know, somebody is working on uh, environment, somebody is working on health and all. But at a point of time, they do understand, right? that uh, this is something very important and a lot of time people think that as you mentioned right the bbmp commissioner was there in one of our events and they say this you know really applauded the work that we were doing a lot of times people think that you know this is something that we are working against the government now that's something which needs to be understood that we are not here to work against the government ngos or any social enterprise work actually for the people and they work along with the government and parallel to the government so that they can also contribute towards the nation-building activity. That needs to be understood very well. It's more a like
1: collaboration.
0: It's actually a collaboration. It's more
1: like a collaboration.
0: Definitely. It, and it has to be a collaboration. Now, the impact that we are trying to make, it's not just Bangalore. We want it to go beyond Bangalore across the country. And unless we have the collaboration, unless we have all the stakeholders in the same side, are we going to achieve it? Of course not. So that's where, you know, it's a collaborative work that we have to do.
1: I think you read a preview of my next question that was coming through, which was basically one of your uh, audacious vision that you have of uh, port hole Raja is to make India hole free. Right? So, how do you plan to take this up? How do you kind of manage this pan India at the scale that we are as a country?
0: See, as you rightly said, of course, our vision is vision is to make our, the entire country pothole free. And with that, what we mean is any Swaraj or any Srikanth from any part of the country should be able to fix a pothole. And how are we going to, you know, make that? We have a very interesting, uh, you know, number that we use. We actually have so that people can report potholes to us. That is eight one four pothole. Now, what does that mean? After eight one four. If you open your dial pad and you type pothole, T is 7, O is 6, T is 8, and the corresponding numbers. It becomes 814-768-4653. So, that's a very easy number to remember. Now, anybody can, with WhatsApp and with, you know, the internet facilities across the country, anybody and everybody is now used to using WhatsApp. Everybody knows how to send a picture. What is the simplest thing that a person, citizen can do? Click a picture of the pothole, send it across. Now that is mapped. Once that is, once we have the data that where potholes are, we can connect with, let's say, somebody's reporting from uh, Amritsar. So i would like to, you know, now that you're talking, I'd like to give you an example of how we enabled a person from Amritsar to fix a pothole on his own. So, one of our news articles was seen by a bank manager from Amritsar. And he immediately said, I never knew that pothole fixing is such an easy task can you please arrange the cold asphalt bags that you have for me and I will ensure that we fix it in our vicinity. We have a lot of portfolios. I immediately connected to, we have a lot of now manufacturers and manufacturing hubs across the country that are partners. We immediately called up and said, can you you know, drop two bags to this gentleman? And he fixed the portal on his own. He never traveled to Amritsar. Till now, I have not been to Amritsar yet, but that portal is fixed. Now that is something that we are looking at. How, as you you know, the question was, how do you plan for expansion? This is how we plan for expansion. So very soon, we will also be, you know, releasing our, uh, you know, mobile application as well. Wherein people can just uh, click off a button. They can report a pothole. They can get access to the nearby store wherein they can get the asphalt batch delivered to them and they can fix it on their own.
1: Super. So the one thing I can assure you at the end of this show, you will get a lot of queries, particularly people in India. So asking for the cold asphalt bag.
0: So be prepared. For sure. I mean, we are all geared up to, you know, make our nation bottle free. I think continuing with that, One of the challenge with the
1: social enterprise is scaling. And you did uh, talk about usage of technology, how you can do pan India. What was very intriguing for me also was Porthole Raja is also an ISO 9001 certified organization. So how do you see innovation in the social enterprise uh, setup? And uh, how do you kind of see innovation in an industry or in an uh, impacting a problem like pot
0: fixing? Hey, one of the things that uh, I continue to hear from a lot of folks around who volunteered with us, they say that they've always wanted to do something like this or anything with you no know, impacting the society. But there are a lot of innovations that, you know, We have a family to take care of, we have loans, we have kids, how will we manage our expenses? And the one question that everybody asks me is how do you earn? If you are just fixing potholes, what is the revenue stream for you? Now, you know, any NGO for a matter of fact, they don't work on this model that hundred rupee donation goes for hundred rupee impact. Of course, people over there are also working as full-time employees and their contribution also needs to be taken care of. Of course there is administrative charges and all. That can be taken care of. I mean, that's obviously there. Now, apart from that, as you you know in the beginning you said, Portolara is also a social enterprise. Now, what does that mean is we continue to innovate. We interestingly have a very, you know, innovative product which is made out of completely recycled plastic. Now, that's a honeycomb kind of mat structure which can be laid at any place and your road is done. You just have to level the surface lay the mat it's an interlocking mat you lay it you fill it with gravel you fill it with mud you fill it with tar you fill it with cement whatever you know your choice and your road then your road is done for at least 15 to 20 years there will be no maintenance required not at all now that is something that makes our organization sustainable because a lot of people connect you know from private roadside now what is a private private road any industrial layout any residential layout any, any property which is not directly controlled by the government all these people also reach out and we work with them to make the entire road facility we work with them to maintain their entire facility 365 days we ensure that that is pothole free how do we do that using technology because of the mobile application anybody over there can spot a pothole Click a picture, send it to us. Our team goes over there, fix it. It, it needs to be, whether it is one pothole or 100 pothole doesn't matter. That's where technology plays a very important role. And that's how we continue to innovate. Another interesting aspect is we are also leveraging a lot of industrial waste, plastic waste, granite waste to come up with a very innovative product. That is also at the last, you know, final stages of testing. That again is a, is a kind of building block you decide where you want to use it and you you can become a local entrepreneur so with that you know the way we are looking at it the entire country is full of a lot of waste micro entrepreneurship opportunities can be created across across the country wherein people person living in a local part let's say in the eastern part of the country from assam from rajasthan from tamil nadu they can take this as a technology they can set up their own unit and they can start selling in their locality they become an entrepreneur So that's how, you know, this entire ecosystem works and that's how social enterprise thrives and, you know, impacts society.
1: Wonderful. You're not only fixing a social problem, but you're also kind of trying to create jobs through the process, creating livelihoods in the local communities as well.
0: So what drives you to do all of this? If I reflect back on what kind of person I am, I think, you know, one interesting uh, story that I would like to share. Uh, with you. I mean, we were fixing a pothole somewhere near uh, Banagata Road and uh, a BMTC bus driver stopped by, he waved at us and said, thank you so much for doing this. And I got goosebumps literally standing over there. I was not expecting that. The same thing happened when we were doing it in Delhi. A guy, he went, he was on his way to office. He came back and he said, I initially thought that somebody, you know, the authority and somebody else is doing, but I now realize that you are an NGO and you're doing that. Thank you so much. I can't thank you enough that, you know, you we have we have repaired the entire road. At the same time, you know, a lot of people are connected. So, last 2-3 months, we have been doing a lot of, uh, you know, COVID relief work as well, wherein we have provided more than 1.8 crore meals to more than 1 lakh people in Mangalore. I have personally gone and delivered food items to these people and these are all basically blue collar segments wherein they don't have full time job they relied on you know the daily wages or cooks or maids or all you know different kind of blue collar jobs they were like you know sir you are like a you know boon for us like a you know bhagwan ki taraf hamare help karne ke liye. kind of these kind of words were something that you know we, we all team members were hearing that if we would have not received food for another 2-3 days, we would have committed suicide. These kind of statements. Now, when we reach out to these people and we transform, I would not say transform, but I think whatever capacity we can help them to live a better life. I think that's what drives me to kind of do this more and more. And as I said, you know, when we fix potholes, we save not just one life, but thousands of lives that go through that pothole every single day. And you know, the amount of lives that we can save, and one philosophy that I have in my life is, and I keep telling this to myself, nobody took birth to die on a pothole. Literally nobody. there are you know I' I'm not talk, I'm not going to talk about anything else because a lot of road safety issues are there, but definitely not a pothole. That is the last thing that I, I can see somebody dying because of the so will that's where I have devoted my entire life, I would say to solve this problem and how much ever I can do in my lifetime, I will continue to do that. Excellent.
1: So uh, <clears throat> you're definitely inspiring a lot of the folks listening out there uh, to the noble work that you have been doing. One thing that is definitely there on at least few of the minds is what are the things to consider to evaluate a career in the social sector? What would be your advice for folks thinking on these lines?
0: See, now I see this industry, social entrepreneurship, Uh, social sector thriving a lot because earlier people used to connect only as you know something that you do for somebody else and there is no revenue stream there is no model of revenue generation whereas that is completely wrong Uh, when somebody is looking at solving a problem nobody in this entire world has said that you cannot have a model around a revenue model around it Because unless you are surviving, unless you are looking ahead at expanding, you are not going to impact more lives. And the only concept, the only difference between a social entrepreneur and a normal entrepreneur is social entrepreneur works more for the impact, less for the profit. And usual entrepreneur is the other way around, right? Of course, they do a lot of impact as well. I mean, I'm not denying that fact at all. But over here, social entrepreneurship, the focus is on impact. A lot of times we compromise on the profit as well. But at the end of the day, we want more more impact to be done. To all the budding social entrepreneurs and people who are looking at starting the career in social entrepreneurship, what I would suggest is start looking into broad perspective. What I mean by that is start looking at what are the kind of possible revenue or a sustainable method that let's suppose that you are not getting any donation or any grant. How are you going to survive? If you can decode this part, you have cracked that. You don't need to compromise on anything. You don't need to compromise on your lifestyle. You don't need to compromise on any aspect of your life. And you can still impact more lives and you continue to grow. Now there are a lot of impact funds that are available, right? People are looking at investing in social enterprises. Contrary to what earlier it used to be only VC funding, there are a lot of impact fundings available, which are focused only on the social entrepreneurs social entrepreneur social enterprises if you are doing something meaningful for the society and you have a revenue model a business model around it people are there to kind of support you give you grants give you funds so that you can grow without thinking about initially of course uh, not the profit but it it needs to have a, you know a business model as well but you will have a you know kind of free hand to do more create more impact without thinking about, you know, the revenue part of the financial part. So, the world is, you know, welcoming social entrepreneurs, the world is actually more welcoming with open hands saying that, you know what, if you're doing something really amazing, we are there to support. That is something that I would like to tell to the audience. Wonderful. <clears throat> Thanks for sharing
1: that. So, the at some point of time, if somebody were to come and make a book, based on your life experiences, based on the impact that you have created. What do you want the title of that book to
0: to be called as? I think I would say, act, don't react. Or I would say, be an actor, don't be a spectator. That's a lot of difference in between. uh, Be an actor, 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 don't be a spectator. That itself brings a lot of difference. The mindset changes and I think I, I follow, I told you, I told you this thing because I follow that in my life.
1: There couldn't have been any better title than that. I, I think you have led from the front by seeing a challenge and doing something about it. Definitely inspiration to many of us. What would be your message to the folks listening to this uh, podcast?
0: Yeah, I would say that, you know, there are a lot of times when we don't follow what we actually love and what we have always loved doing. If we don't follow our passion. Just thinking one small little thing that, you know, Maybe it will make us financially weak, and how are we going to cope up? Another aspect is to all of them, I would say take the plunge, take the risk. The worst that can happen is you would fail. There is nothing apart from that. You will fail, you will rise again, you will figure out definitely new ways because once you fail, you know those are the things that you would not want to do, and you will restart. And probably you become you come up with something really you know amazing thing, right? We all know the story of Thomas Alva In I think if I'm not wrong, he said I know thousand ways of not making a bulb. We know the story of uh, if, uh, angry bird, right? They did not intend to make angry bird, but eventually it happened and it became the worst you know one of the biggest games in the entire world. So that's that's something that I would you know like to emphasize on. Take risk. Until, unless you take risk, nothing is going to happen. And for that, all you have to do is just take the first step. That's the most toughest part. Once you take the first step, after that, there is, there is no looking back. There is literally no looking back once you have taken the first step. It's very hard. Trust me, it's, it's very tough. I have gone through that. But after that, the journey is, you know, amazing. It's literally amazing.
1: Awesome. So I'm sure a lot of the folks after listening to this would definitely want to get in touch with you, want to do more of uh, what you're trying to fix for the country. What's the best way for people to reach
0: out to you? As I said, 814 Pothole. I'm 24-7 available for any of your queries and speaking to any of you. So all you have to do is drop in a message. 814 Pothole is our number and you know how to decipher it.
1: That's a magic number for a lot of us listening. 814 Pothole. Exactly, C. Grant. So Saurabh, it reminds me of a very wise saying from uh, Martin Luther King in one of his um, quotes called as The Beautiful Struggle. He says, it is in the struggle is the opportunity for growth, beauty, and we find the best in ourselves. I think it's the same beautiful struggle that I wish you the very best on your journey of embracing this change making an impact to all the lives out there thank you so much it's been a pleasure talking to you getting some insights of what you have been doing have a wonderful journey
0: and wish you continued success thank you so much Shrikant. I really thank you for having me on your show and uh, wishing you all the best and all the luck in the world thank you
1: Thank you for listening into today's edition of Inspire Someone Today. It's been a privilege to bring in these conversations. If you like this episode and have any feedback or comments, do mail me at inspire someone today podcast at the gmail.com. Inspiring someone is like creating ripples around us. If you like what to listen, feel free to share them and let's create ripples of inspiration. Do not forget to follow me on my Instagram handle at the rate inspire someone today podcast for all the latest updates. This is Srikanth, your host, signing off, and until next time, keep inspiring.